10 minutes remaining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Happy. Today is Tuesday, March 7th, 2023. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lula Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. Yep, and you can absolutely be there for us, won't you, by leaving us a review wherever you're listening to this. And if you're listening on one you know, podcast platform, switch to another one and leave us a review on that one. We recommend Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Good Pods. Find us there. Yeah. All right, Lou, you are an animal lover. Yes. I am as well an animal liker. Yes. And, um, have you read the poem or heard of the poem, The Rainbow Bridge? Um, it's the one where they tell you that your dogs will go to heaven. Basically, yes. Okay. So here's the story about this poem. Apparently, no one knew where it actually came from. It's been around for a very long time. And yeah, dozens of even animal hospitals have that poem, Rainbow Bridge, um, just like hung up on their walls. It says it's touched millions of people's hearts. So it was written by an 82-year-old Scottish artist and animal lover. Her name's Edna. And she wrote it years and years ago when she was just 19 years old in 1957. She was grieving the loss of Major, who was her Labrador retriever. And her mom told her to write down her feelings. She said, it just came into my head. It was like I was talking to my dog. I felt all of it and I had to write it. Well, here's the thing. She wrote this poem back in 1957. And then she just started, when uh, when her neighbors and friends would lose an animal, she would hand write the text, make homemade copies and give it to her friends. But here's the thing. She never signed her name on it. So from 1957 until now, she was just handing out these texts, the poem, but with no signature. So throughout the years, for the wait, past- did her did her friends know she wrote it, or yeah, did they her, just think her friends knew? But then, as they then it would get passed on and passed on. So basically, now that it was in the U.S. and it was all over the U.K., it was lost in translation of who actually wrote this right throughout the years. And I guess there's been a few people that have claimed ownership of this. No. Yeah, I know. So it was printed in a Dear Abby advice column in 1994. And someone reading it decided their last name is, it's a very crazy last name. It's long. Kudonaris. Sorry if I butchered that. This person named Kudonaris said, I want to find this person who wrote this. So they went through the Dear Abby syndication column in 1994. They found out that there were 15 authors that donated some work at that time of that year. Well, they went through the copyright office. None of them were the legitimate poet. So then they expanded the search. They got a list of 25 names that it could possibly be in connection to this poem. This guy called every single one of them. Finally reaching Edna in January of this year. This year? Yeah. He calls Edna and says, hey, crazy question. I'm trying to find (laughs) the author of this poem, The Rainbow Bridge. Her response was, how on earth did you find me? 
Uh huh. So then he interviewed her. He found out that all about all of these handmade copies. Um, people had like sent it. She actually moved to India and Spain. And so it would pass them out there too. So it kind of just oh wide. But here's the crazy part. Edna had no idea. She's like, I don't go on the internet. I don't ever, I didn't know this was so popular. He's like, no, Edna, your poem is in hundreds of thousands of places around the whole world. And she just said, can you imagine? And he's like, no, 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 it's real. But that was her phrase. Can you imagine? Are you serious? So they finally found Edna. She is the original author of The Rainbow Bridge. Isn't that crazy? That Uh, is. I know. I mean, what does she get now? Does she get money? See, that's the thing. I don't think so. I think it's just been passed around. It was never like published where people bought it. Well, I don't know because I feel that I've seen it on posters. Well, that's the thing, right? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Can somebody be her agent and feel this out? I just have no idea. Crazy. Wow. That's incredible. I know. Talk about incredible. We're going to stick with the reading and the writing today. There is a young man who was just named the youngest ever black professor at Cambridge University. Whoa. But here's what's amazing. He didn't start reading or writing until his late teen years. And now he is the youngest ever black professor at Cambridge. What? What? Yes. Okay. His name is Jason Arday. And when he was a kid, he was diagnosed with a developmental delay and it affected his ability to learn to talk and to read. So this is what's crazy. He was speechless until 11 years old. I know. Yep. And then the therapist that his parents took him to predicted he would spend his adult life in assisted living, requiring lifelong support. Isn't that crazy? Now at 37 years old, he has taken up one of the most prestigious professions in one of the world's top universities, and he's the youngest black person to ever do it. So wait, yeah. How did he get past... Those obstacles, like, is it because his parents didn't give up? Is it because something happened and he snapped out of something? Is it because, like, he was in therapy? Like, what? How, how do you get from your kid may need assistance throughout the rest of his life to he's okay in that sense and he's independent now and thriving in that sense? Well, yes. So he stayed in therapy with his all of his therapists. His family was super supportive. And... They actually got him first into sports. He started going into football, which got him a little more active and into the community and talking to other people. And he says he remembers thinking to himself, if I don't make it as a football player, then I want to save the world. And so because of that, he said, you know, if anything ever happens in my football career, I need to have this plan. So he became he began to study and write and really take it like going to, he was doing extra stuff and his family was like helping him out. He finally started to learn slowly how to read and write in his teens. And then his, as a young adult became a PE teacher while he was studying at the university of Surrey. And he said he had very little training or guidance once he got into the university. 
And he said when he started writing the academic papers, he had no idea what he was doing. He didn't have anyone to show him how to write or anything. And he said like all, it actually was a pretty, some of it was a pretty cruel experience among his peers as well. But he said at the age of 27, he was visiting his parents and he wrote on his bedroom wall, one day I will work at Cambridge. And then he had one friend who came to him and said, I think you can do this. And I think together we can take on the world and we can win. And he said, because of that, he would study by night all night long and then work the day as a PE teacher. His friend would come over. His friend's name is Sandro would come over. They'd spend all night studying and just getting better and just putting the work in. He was studying for his PhD in 2015 when he wrote this like report about aiming higher and like and like ethnic inequalities in the British universities his his paper was published in 2018 and then it just spiraled from there he was like i just kept working like i literally there was no other option i had to be this and now what I a did story it. i know crazy right i mean it's mostly his determination and 100%. his yeah. um his want to leave a mark on the world and figure out how to do that. But he also had some amazing people supporting him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That told him he could do it. Like that Sandra person. Mm-hmm. And I love that told, it was one. 30 seconds remaining. It was one. And and that there was follow through. It wasn't yep. just like, you can do it. And then they walked away. Sandra like came in and studied with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's friendship. I know. And I have, I have you as that friend for me. You keep me going. You know, oh, do I? You do. You keep me going, and nine. You know, we eight, and we met. It all. Seven, we all met six in that five, little play called four, Rent, and then three, she kissed me, two, and the rest was history. One.